0: Drive Time Devotions is a Saddleback Church podcast. We want to invite you to one of our weekend services. Visit us online at saddleback.com for locations and service times in your area. Please visit us this weekend. Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to 2 Timothy chapter 2, an amazing chapter of Scripture. It's a chapter that's filled with encouragement for how you can grow in your Christian faith, for how God can make a daily difference in your life in the uptimes and downtimes, whether you feel good about yourself or you feel like, oh... It just hasn't been going well lately. God has some encouragement for you in this chapter. If you uh, want to grow in your faith, this is a chapter to encourage you. If you feel like you've um, you've been struggling in your personal growth, in your personal faith, this is a chapter for you. If you feel like you have been growing, but you just want to go to the next step, this is a chapter for you. It is a chapter of scripture that will encourage your faith in awesome ways. And we're just going to walk through this week together some of those ways that God encourages our faith, some of the things he can do in your life to make a difference. I call this a chapter of last instructions. Last week, chapter 1 is last hope, how God gives us hope at the very last in order to last. These are last instructions from the Apostle Paul to Timothy, but also to us. And they're last instructions about how to last in life, how to last in faith. And they begin with verses 1 and 2. 2 Timothy 1, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, "'You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus.'" And the things that you heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. When it comes to your personal growth, what God's doing in your life, based on these verses in this chapter, let me ask you a question. Would you rather spring up quickly when it comes to growth, or would you rather send down roots deeply? Now, most of us, we answer that question, I want both. I want to send down deep roots, and I want to spring up very quickly. But the truth of the matter is, and I think most of us know this, you can't have it both ways. Growth that comes quickly doesn't last, and growth that lasts takes time. And Paul talks to Timothy in this chapter about the kind of growth that really lasts, the kinds of things that God does in your life, in my life, that takes time, but that we see genuine, deep results for and through in the midst of our everyday lives. And he begins with, in verse 1, This incredible truth of how you and I are going to last in faith, last in growth. It begins with the grace of God. First of all, he says, first thing you do is this, be strong in the grace of God. The climate for lasting growth in your life, it's not guilt. It's not making yourself feel worse and worse about yourself every day. If I just put myself down enough, maybe that'll lift me up somehow. That'll never work. The climate for lasting growth in your life is not rules. I'll make a list of rules and regulations, and if I keep them, I know I'm I'm a growing person. No, you just become more prideful because you kept the rules. It's not self-sufficiency. Look at how disciplined I am. Look at what I did for you, God. That doesn't work either. Lasting growth always happens in the climate of grace. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. That is the climate for growth. Grace is the climate for growth. There's nothing that we can say about growth that's more important than that. Nothing we can say about what God's doing in your life that's more important than that one word, grace. So what does it mean to be strong in grace? To be strong in grace doesn't mean you just understand the word or you use the word a lot. To be strong in grace means you are relying on grace. I want to be I want to be a grace Fashioned person, not a self made man. I want to be a grace fashioned person. And I want to remind you that you will never chisel into your life by your works, but God can mold into your life by His grace. A number of years ago, I read this paragraph from Juan Carlos Ortiz about the kind of life of grace that God has for us. He compared it to a trapeze show. Let me read this for you. It'll take just a moment. He wrote, Watching a trapeze show is breathtaking. We wonder at the dexterity and the timing. We gasp at the near misses. In most cases, there is a net underneath. And when they fall, they jump up and bounce back to the trapeze. In Christ, we live on the trapeze. The whole world should be able to watch and say, look how they live, how they love one another. Look how well the husbands treat their wives. Aren't they the best workers in the factories, and the offices, the best neighbors, the best students? That is how you live on the trapeze. We're a show. We are seen by the world. And what happens when we slip? The net is surely there. The blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ, has provided forgiveness for all of your trespasses. Both the net and the ability to stay on the trapeze are works of God's grace. Both are. Of course, we cannot continually be sleeping on the net. In that case, I doubt that you're a a trapeze artist. That's from Juan Carlos Ortiz. And I like what he had to say about the fact that life on the trapeze, life of faith, and life when I fall and God catches me by his grace, those are both the work of God's grace in my life. You rely on God's grace, God's grace for every day of your life. That is part of living out the kind of life that God has for you. And then there's a second thing you do in these first couple of verses. You be strong in the grace of God. If you want to last in life, if you want to last in ministry, if you want to last in faith, the second thing you do in 2 Timothy chapter 2 is you entrust what you're learning to others. So what verse 2 says. The things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will be qualified to teach others. You don't just keep it to yourself. You entrust it to somebody else. Why? Because that's part of the life of faith. Why? Because that's what keeps you encouraged in faith. I remember reading a long time ago, Lloyd John Ogilvy wrote, if we don't express what's impressed, we get depressed. And it's true. The way that God has made you, you are made to express what God's doing in your life. And the word that Paul uses here is when God's done something in your life, you entrust it to someone else. Now, the word entrust means you make a deposit. We talked about this a little bit last week. You you go to God's ATM machine where you're making a deposit and you have a choice. Make a withdrawal or a deposit. You want to make a deposit in other people. It's not just about what God gives to you. You make a deposit into somebody else's life by sharing what God has done in your life. It's not just about you and what God is teaching you. It's also that God wants to use you to teach others. Now, last week, we talked about the fact that God entrusts you with a deposit of his spirit. That's where it starts. And then secondly, I, you, entrust yourself back to God. And here is the third step of this entrusting. The third thing I do is I entrust what God is teaching me to others. God entrusts me with his spirit. I entrust myself back to him. I trust my life into his hands. And here I entrust what God is teaching me to others. And this isn't just for teachers. This is all of us. How do I do this? What what can you do today to entrust what you're learning to other people? Let me tell you three things, three practical ways you could do this today. One way is you tell others what you're learning in your quiet time, in your devotion time with God. When God says something to you at the beginning of the day or the end of the day before, you tell it to somebody else. I find myself regularly trying to do this. Just in, in some conversation, when God has said something to me about how I need to change, I share it with somebody during the day, hoping that it'll help them to see how God's at work in all of our lives. Now, I'm, I'm talking about a testimony of what God's doing here, not a bragamony. A bragamony is when you say, well, I had my quiet time this morning. It was a 30-minute quiet time, and God taught me these 17 things, and I want to share them with you. That's all bragging. But instead of this bragging, you just say, you know, I was reading the Bible this morning, and God reminded me that I need to be honest. I mean, it really hit my heart. And I don't know, maybe it's an encouragement to you. He encouraged me that through His Spirit, He can bring a new kind of honesty to my words. Here's the question, is the focus on you or is the focus on God's truth? Is the focus on helping people to see God or trying to impress them with who you are? You tell others what you're learning from God in your daily quiet time. Just pass it along that day immediately as soon as you can. That's the first thing you can do to entrust. The second thing you can do is you can pray with others. As you pray with other people, just talk about what God's done in your life that day. Talk together about what they're going through, what interests them. Talk together about who God is and how his greatness can be seen in our lives. Now, even if you can't sit down and literally pray with someone, there is a sense in which you can pray with someone, even if they're not there, by realizing what they're going through in their life that day and praying for them. In fact, even now, right where, right where you are, whether you're in your car or sitting at your computer or you're out on a walk, in your mind right now, even as I'm talking, just call somebody's name to mind in prayer. Pray with other people and trust what you're learning to others by praying for others, by being aware of what God's doing in their life. Because what you're learning about faith is transferred to their life as you pray for them, as you have faith for them, that God will be at work in their life. And the third thing you can do, I can do, to entrust is you can express praise for God's blessings. One of the most encouraging things that I can do, that you can do, is to let other people know that you are grateful for what God is doing in your life, for His blessings, It is so easy. I I can do this. You probably can too. It is so easy to get stuck on what's not happening in your life, on the struggles and difficulties of life. And if just one person in my life that day can remind me that I have some blessings to be grateful for. If me hearing them express praise reminds me to express praise, that makes all the difference. So you entrust what you're learning to others. Now, Paul says here that who you entrust this to, it's important. Don't just entrust it to anybody, just somebody who's going to take it in and not do anything with it. He says, entrust it to people who will then tell other people. Some people, you may have noticed this, they're like sponges. And after a while, they just suck you dry and they never pass it along. While other people, they are like channels. They let other people know the good news. As you talk about it, then they spread it. They pass it along. Now, you got to love everybody, but the people that you entrust, that you share with on a regular basis what God's doing in your life, Paul says make sure that some of them are channels, that they're passing it along to other people. You want to live a life of faith day by day, making it through the life that that lasts? One of the things I got to do is be strong in God's grace. One of the things I got to do is entrust what God's teaching me to other people because that amplifies it in my life. And if I'm going to do both of those things, I need God's strength today. So let's pray for it right now. Jesus Christ, we ask for your strength. Your strength, to, your strength to look to your grace today and instead of trusting in ourselves to trust in you and your strength to realize that what you've taught us, it is worth passing along to entrust to other people. But Father, we thank you for your love for us. And we pray today that you'd help us to see how we can last in life and in faith and in ministry and in serving as we trust in you. Because your love for us lasts. The hope that you give us lasts. You'll never fail us or forsake us. And in that hope we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to talk together about God's strength for hard times.